2: Nalek Creole, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation. I am Ron Kolleck, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. New England Zone, Van Helsink. (laughs) and with us, all the way from East Bridgewater, is uh, the the dog.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. How? Yeah, it's me and my dogs. Here we are. What did I say? Not one minute before the show started, I said, my dogs will begin to bark as soon as we begin the show. Of course, they heard my voice. Right on cue. Oh, uh, that's it. It's you.
2: Yeah, of course it is.
3: They, they hear you with their supersonic dog hearing.
2: Exactly. There you go. That's all dogs should.
3: The, uh, the uh, answer has uh, been provided. There, there you go. go.
2: So anyways, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and of course, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group in North Andover, Massachusetts, so if you've got a bum and you want to get rid of him, give him a call.
3: <laughs> bum. <laughs> a bum. What about if you want to, like, follow somebody? No. Oh, we need a detective agency. Family, family, family law. Family law. Family law. Oh, so, like, if you want to, like... Divorce. Ditch that Get old man of
2: yours. Yeah. That, yeah. There you
3: go. There, there you go. go. Call him up.
2: There you go. Call him up. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, welcome to the Christmas edition of our show because it's the last one before the holidays. And well, next week. There is no next week. Why not? Why, what day is today?
3: Today's the 11th. Next week's the 18th. Still got another week.
2: Oh crap! All uh, right. Right.
3: Sorry, All I, right, won't, I won't be here. But you're close. Yeah,
2: well, I better have one then. So there you're you only go. Only a week off. I might just not have one. So there oh, you go. Bye.
3: Bye. So, uh, anyways, can listen to our Christmas show that we recorded live last week at the EB Cam Studios, which I just put up on Facebook and YouTube. Look there for you it. Go. You'll love it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Anyways, joining us all the way from the land of the Scots is the Scottish medium himself, the Hogard oh Hellgard. He guy looks like the guy from Lord of the Rings here, whatever his name is. Oh no, Harry Potter himself. You <laughs> that are a homeless person have really He's discussed. like a
3: Viking. He looks like a Viking.
2: Looks like a freaking homeless person.
3: Stop it! Introduce him.
2: Maybe he is homeless, he hasn't moved into his new house <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> And joining us tonight, we are very, very, very lucky to have um, the, Our favourite uh, Scottish spiritualist medium, Stephen Scott
1: Good evening guys, good evening Yay!
3: Everyone. And I'm so surprised because Ron didn't tell me So what's up with the beard?
1: Oh, it's just one of those things, you know, it starts off as a fad, then it grows on you
2: you ran out of money, couldn't buy a razor. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> actually, I've spent more money uh, cultivating this beard, treating this beard, and oh, making sure it's cultivating it. it. I like it that does, it doesn't break every time uh, it catches on clothing or anything like that. So yeah, it's it's actually a lot more work than just uh, yes. homeless chic. You know, <laughs> it's enough for work. Uh, this is this is my version of the, of, of the kind of dead elite. Thing oh. that they did in Zoolander. You know, I may look like a homeless bum, but there's a lot of money goes into this beard. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, My yeah, son
3: he... says the same thing because yeah. he has a pretty good sized beard. It's it's not like yours because his is like curly. No, like That's right. Not everybody can have such a magnificent beard. But yes, my son uses all like this conditioning stuff yeah. on mm-hmm. it, and he has like a beard comb and. Mm-hmm. It's got. He's got like an oil or That's something. Right, yeah. 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 It's, it's a. It's a calling. I'm telling. I get,
1: you. I get import oils from Sweden.
3: Yeah. Really? Like
1: specially made for longer beards and things like that. Yeah, just to add strength to them. Be Sweden. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good. Good. So, anyways, did
2: I screw up the beginning? Uh, or did I pretty much nail it? The uh, the beginning. The opening. The opening, uh, Stephen. Gaelic uh, Creole. Uh, uh, all right. Was that
1: something?
2: Gaelic. Creole.
1: Um, oh, please tell I, me it's Gaelic. Honestly, you don't speak I, Scottish Gaelic. I give you a break. No, don't speak Gaelic. I've said that before. that We're not the the renowned Gaelic over here. They stopped teaching it in school, so we don't have to speak English. Damn! I I, I educated myself, but nothing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sure. I'm sure Google felt the benefit. (laughs) I
3: have. I had no idea what you were saying. So you know. Your
1: search. Your search history and the things that are recommended to you on Facebook for the next couple of months are going to be hilarious. Want to speak Gaelic? Come try this course. Oh, (laughs) wonderful! It
2: does. Basically, it says "Merry Christmas." So there you go.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: And you look up the
3: pronunciation up. and everything?
2: You not only looked it up, but I took a little leading, you, learning course on you it.
3: Practiced?
2: I practiced
3: Yeah, you made it play it and then yep. you set it back.
2: They had some good looking girl teaching me, so I was really? there all day.
3: Oh, my. Okay.
2: I, I'll, I'll, that's another topic. Another
3: and none one. of us still know what you said, so, but it's all. It's no, all that,
2: good. no, 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 none of you know what it says, but. There, I'll listen to this out there. Really? You know exactly what I say.
3: Speak Gaelic? Of course, they do. Okay.
2: I'll be getting love letters in the mail.
3: Ah! You, wish.
2: you wish. I wish. You wish. <laughs> oh, you have little uh, little yeah. knowledge of what goes uh-huh. on. Uh huh. Anyways, joining us today is Stephen Scott because he's Scottish and it's Christmas, and I needed a guest and. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And what the hell? It's only midnight over there, so you know, why not? Or is it so, back to eleven o'clock. I
2: gave oh, I gave, I gave plenty amazing. plenty of time to work on this uh, yeah, so <laughs> to had had up information on on Scottish stuff about Christmas, which is could be ghosts, could be hauntings, could be traditions, any old damn thing you could
1: find. No. Yeah. He died. <laughs> no, no. I actually had a good look. Do you know there are not a lot of Scottish Christmas ghost stories? What the hell? All. No. Because although we, over here, although we would tell ghost stories at Christmas, there's nothing like the classic Christmas Scottish yeah. ghost story. What I did find out that, that was really interesting was that um, Christmas used to be the time for telling ghosts, ghost stories, etc. But so in, in uh, Scotland and Ireland was the big time for when the veil was thinnest. And mm-hmm. it was actually Scottish migrants coming to America that kick-started the love for all things Halloween, apparently. Ah! Back in the day, it used to be the ghost stories were all told at Christmas time, which is why time, it's yep. in that song, uh, you know, Scary Ghost Stories, it's in one of the Christmas yep. songs. Wonderful. That they actually mentioned. it. Wonderful year. time of the year, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently it was all us... Oh, uh, Blame on Scots, right? Homeless, hairy, bearded migrants coming over. <laughs> um, kickstarted the American love for all things Halloween, because to us, the thinnest time was, you know, uh, on All Hallows. Oddly
2: enough, uh, Spirit this year, which is September 25th to the 27th, I believe, it's it the is, no? it is Beyond the Veil, and ah. we will be looking at things beyond the veil. Actually, workshops and everything. So, it's kind of cool. Mm. But oh, yeah, okay. oddly, oddly enough, because you mentioned the veil I have to uh, put my plug in for uh,
3: All right, I wondered how we got there I, I Well, of that.
2: course, I mean, I, I have no opinion I mean, really? Stephen, I know what we're talking about they Because we them. are on that same wavelength <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. we are All right <laughs> Exactly
3: I'm, I'm, I'm so happy
2: My therapist agrees Yes, both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, oh, one of the cool things we're doing, uh, and I think you would like this, uh, Stephen, uh, this year, is on Friday night we're having a special um, murder at Highcliff Manor. And it's going to be a uh, a murder theater. It's got ghosts and mediums and all mm-hmm. kinds of cool psychics and everything.
1: That's, That's so awesome. really cool. Cool. Can, can, Sounds, can I just yeah. ask, what is it again? A, a what theatre? A, a murder theatre. Murder.
3: Murder. Yeah,
1: murder, it, right. it sounded
3: Murda. like myrrh.
1: <laughs> yeah, Murda. it sounded like mur, myrrh, but Murda. being Scottish, I've got to put four R's in the middle of it and two at the end. So, murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Are you going to be the dead body, uh, Ron? I can't say anything. We can only hope. Okay.
1: Yeah, that sounds really cool. So what does
2: that involve? Trust me, you don't want me dead.
3: <laughs> mm, no,
2: no, right. I'd, be, I'd be the worst nightmare of anyone if I was dead.
1: Uh, I really don't. I would never get rid of them. <laughs> <People have, laughs>
2: Trust me, people have tried for years. Well. They keep they keep throwing me back.
3: He's you know, 180 like, years old now. Who knows how much longer he's going to last? I mean, you know,
2: people say when you you go through the, the tunnel and everything else and, and you know, God takes you into the next realm or whoever you believe in. Uh, but now for me, they're like, ah, I throw me back. You, get the hell God, out of here.
3: God was standing at the other end with a big tennis racket and just went, bang, bing! bing, and he went right bouncing back.
2: Yeah. Because I know what havoc I could cause
3: mm-hmm. after my
2: demise, mm-hmm. in which I will cause mm-hmm. after my demise. All these ghost hunters that are out there, they want some <laughs> excitement. They're going to get some excitement. Oh, Trust me. And all the freaking holy water, sage, and whatever else you can spit up on is going to work.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you think so, I'm annoying and live waiting oh, I'm God. There. So yeah. what what you're basically saying, Ron, is when it's your time, you're not going into any nice little light. You want to stay here and make the rest of us oh, suffer. Hell no, no, I'm
3: going into that light. <laughs> nope.
2: I always said, you know, that God put me on the, this earth for a reason, and that was to annoy people, and I do a damn good job. And yes, so when I'm gone, uh, he's got another job for me. I,
3: mean, I so- have to do, give credit where credit is due. Mm. You do a phenomenal job, Ron. Thank you. Thank, you're thank you. You're welcome.
2: Speaking of that, I have posted a, a little uh, piece on my page, Ronald Kolick, if you are my friend on Facebook, why dumb people think they're smart. And uh, it's a, an interesting little video. It's scientific, so you would uh, definitely want to take that look out, whether you're smart, dumb, or whatever. Um, you'll find it interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I recommend it to you, Anne, by the way.
3: Fabulous. Yes.
2: Just so I, I know how I you like I know I know your quest for knowledge, so that's why I
3: figured that I, would work. I can't wait to watch it. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, It's
2: actually pretty good. Anyway, um, Steve, he's with yeah. his number. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you dug up the fact that uh, spirit, so you really didn't dig up. The, what do you guys do for Christmas out there, anyways? Uh,
0: wherever
1: you are? At Christmas what we yeah. do for Christmas. Uh, but don't, you don't even celebrate Christmas? Not particularly, no. Uh, no. No, We don't go to church or anything like that. We don't do... Yeah, well, I mean, in Scotland. I don't mean you... You. Oh, in Scotland, um, I, I can only speak really for myself. I, I mean, there's some people go to a church service, they invite family round, uh, mm. they make huge amounts of food, they drink a lot of drink, they have arguments, they swear they'll never see each other for another yeah. year, <laughs> and most of them hold up to that. Pretty much the same as what happens across the water. Do you know it's uh, it's? it's? I think it comes down to uh, what we'd like, to, like Christmas to be. This is when I think the danger of Christmas comes about. And this is when I think ghost oh, stories are danger. important. I like Christmas. this. Danger. Because um, when you listen to some of the classic ghost stories, for example, you, you know, A Christmas Carol, that's the one that springs to mind yeah. all the time. As soon as someone mentions that, that uh, Christmas is a time when or as, as it was originally called Yule, it was it was Yule time, you know, before other yep. religions got involved and yep. stuff. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we take it right back to that, it's really dark time of the year. Everything's really, uh, you know, cold, it's bleak, and yeah. th- there's more night time, so there's more time for ghosts and hoolets and haunts to try and get close to you because it's darker, longer, and it's the perfect time to tell those kind of stories. Yeah. But also... When your family's round, it'd be another way to, to, you know, to interact with the family is to tell some sort of fabulous, scary story, okay. um, and that gets played up a lot in all sorts of movies as well. In fact, we were just watching uh, that uh, absolute classic movie. It's one of my favourites, uh, The Great Outdoors. Oh, and I that,
2: thought you were going to say Christmas was, Vacation.
1: No, 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 it was The Great Outdoors, and it's that bit where John Candy's talking about the bear in the woods and giving the the, the story of the, the, the bald-headed bear, you know, that lives in the woods, and all the families gathered round and they're terrified, and, <laughs> you know, it's a fabulous, fabulous scene. And uh, that's essentially what this was about. It was a chance for the family to get together and share some morality and to share some friendly warnings that could be made through ghost stories, yeah. and Ooh. particularly, as I said, could cr- The Christmas Carol is literally a morality story about the way you live your life is how you'll eventually pass and that's how you'll be seen and this is what's waiting for you in the afterlife, you know, and some of the worst scenes in A Christmas Carol aren't necessarily what happens to Scrooge after he dies, but what happens just as he's going and he doesn't even realise that he's the person in the coffin. Do you know what I mean? He's the one that's died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking more of the Albert Finney musical here, where everyone's celebrating his death, right? And he's joining in, and he doesn't actually realise they're singing about him. The only thing they're happy, <laughs> the best thing he's ever done for them was to die, and that's a horrible thing. Uh-huh. So, you no, know, that's the epitome of all ghost stories, really. But then there's a, a a small part of us likes to feel that. We, I think we like to be scared, and I think we like to be reminded that there's more to this world than just friends, family, and feeling safe. It's nice to always introduce a little bit of danger in modern society Mm. by introducing those types of ghost stories and sitting around the fire, telling scary stories. I think it's just a natural part of human nature. Sometimes we use it as morality. Sometimes we use it as warnings. uh, And sometimes we just use it for the fun of it. Mm. Mm -hmm.
3: I wish we still did that on Christmas. I would love to. Scare the crap out of all my little nieces and nephews! No, well, do it. <laughs> just, just do it. Just kidding. It.
2: Yeah, just do <laughs> it. Yeah. Do you you know that in New England, uh, of course, we banned Christmas. Um,
3: no, what
2: do you mean you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah we banned Christmas. Oh my God! Now I have to give a history lesson.
3: Okay.
2: On the first Christmas in Plymouth, the Pilgrims celebrated the way they knew best. They worked right through it. Ah. So there you go. Uh, by next year, the governor William Bradford had put down celebrations. He went so far to uh, call Christmas treat mince pie a idiotical idiotical in the crust, whatever the hell that is. But uh, as the Puritans gained access, they pretty much uh, banned Christmas. <laughs> there was a fight going on, of course, because uh, there were certainly fishermen who weren't pilgrims and, I mean, weren't, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Puritans. Yeah, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of a problem in that. In um, 1647, Reformers in England outlawed Christmas. and In 1659, Puritans in New England followed suit. It was a fine of five shillings if you were caught celebrating in sixteen sixty two William Hoare of uh, Beverly Mass didn't make that up, uh, found himself mm. in court for hosting a drunken Christmas gathering, just like <laughs> at the Carrigan House. Uh, hey hey, hey. Hoare was a troublemaker mm. hmm, whose family freaking tangled with the Puritan society. His wife his wife would eventually die in the gallows. It's oh, interesting. Uh, In uh, Christmas in uh, 1679 in Salem, uh, Joseph Foster, Benjamin Fuller, uh, Samuel Bruckler, and Joseph Flint decided they want to some booze for their holiday and uh, apparently didn't know anyone uh, as obliging as Hoare was. (laughs) <laughs> I can't I believe I can't keep going. <laughs> but they did but they did not they did not know that uh, Rotten was uh, a perry. Uh, in other words, he made liquor out of pears. So it was pear liquor. That sounds oh. pretty good actually. It? Oh, and so they it started down. drinking. Mm. And uh, so it was the night before Christmas and uh, they came to be merry and drink perry. Uh, hey, that rhymes. <laughs> So, so it was pretty cool. Uh, it was a, it was a time, but y- you know why? Um,
3: Those Puritans—they did... were a barrel of laughs. Yeah, Insane. yeah. Saying, if you've yeah. seen their gravestones, you know how much fun they were. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's actually not the first time that Christmas has been banned, because I, if I remember right from from one history, um, Oliver Cromwell banned Christmas.
2: Yeah, that was the 1659, yeah. I think,
1: yeah. Something like that, yeah, because it, it was all to do with uh, relinquishing like, kind of pagan roots and uh, focusing on the more kind of, uh, I don't use the term Christianized, but that's basically what it was, it was to establish Christianity and its ways and, and to kind of do stuff, but then also to kind of force people out of not just celebrating that, but kind of basically try continue to work and keep going and <laughs> it's, it's, it is, it's it's all very from of back to front uh, because um, the Yule celebrations were festivals it, it was yeah. a festival of the season yes yeah, you know about birth and death and renewal and the end of life and the beginning of new things and then Christmas you, you know just happened to coincide with that uh, you know funnily enough and uh, how these things happen mm-hmm. and uh, the big festivals began to build up round about that, but then Cromwell decided, no, people are getting, I think, too much time off work. We need to kind of focus on industrialisation and modernisation even as far back as that. Mm-hmm. You know, So the uh, the Puritans are just following on from all the examples. I'm, I'm not saying they were copying it. I don't mean it that way, but we have a history of... Basically, history rings true. Everybody wants to rain on your parade and stop you having a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically it.
2: yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, in uh, the old uh, New England times, they used to have uh, what they called uh, wazeling, uh, wassailing, w a s s a i l i n g, wassailing, sailing. Yeah, that too, which involved barging into the houses of
3: which
2: involved barging into the houses of wealthier citizens, singing a song or two, and putting on a skit and demanding food and money and drink for their activities. So, yeah. It's pretty good. We gotta try that. That's where Carolyn probably came by weren't huh?
3: Yeah. They used to do that at Christmas. I mean at uh Halloween too though. Mm. They, that that's, that's right. that that was a Halloween tradition.
1: And I think that's where that that's transition I cool. was talking about came in, is that one tradition transferred onto another. Right. Mm. Right, yep. right. And it all started to kind of blur so the blooding the edges between you know, the thin the thinning of the veils and the darker hours, and because the two are very close together, so and, and you all they're very close together. So, uh, when all everything started to emerge kind of into one pot, I believe, it, well, as far as I'm aware, that all started to kind of transfer across.
2: Yeah, one of the more colorful New England colonial Christmas traditions was mumming, in which mumming? men, yep, in which men just like women and oh. vice versa. Oh. And vice oh, versa.
3: Oh my goodness! He'll simply
2: disguise themselves in range costumes. Mummon could be as innocent as a street theater, or as brawdy as a loosely disguised roving orgy. Hmm. Puritans. R- appear- uh what? What? Loosely disguised roving orgy. Orgy. That's right. Just said. Did you hear me?
3: I heard you. I'm just. Wow
2: yeah Curitans objected to this custom because uh, I, I a
3: person, why
2: a person disguised could slip into a neighbor's house for assignment uh, wow assign a negation like, well, without Asc- raising a,
1: an assignation
2: yeah that too without raising an eyebrow. How common was the debauchery? It was probably impossible to say, but the Puritans want nothing to do with it. Those Puritans, but
0: oh,
1: just a just, a stick a mud. just out of interest. See what oh, you just mentioned, run, where men would dress as women and women would dress as men for a skit or a theatre kilts. No, no, no. Well, it is, it isn't. <laughs> uh, but um, I was wondering, do you think that could be behind the history of the pantomime? where, you know, the female lead is usually played by a man and the male lead is usually played by a female. Yeah, in drag, yeah, that's, yeah. No, that well, not in a... drag, it's just they actually dress up. Like, um, you guys don't do pantomime over there, do you? Or do you?
2: Yeah, we sure we do. What's the difference yeah. between drag? Wait a minute, isn't a man dressed up as a woman in drag?
1: No, no, pantomime is a story, like, uh, you know, um, Puss in Boots, Dick Whittington, Aladdin, those types of stories. Yes. And it's a stage play, it's not just yeah. drag. And then that well, stage well,
2: well, well, I'm not saying that, yeah, but that's originally where drag came from. It was, they would be, be the actors, and that's what they would do. I mean, for instance, uh, the uh, putting part in uh, Harvard, all the male guys are dressing drag. Yeah, thank you, dear. And uh, they uh, they all uh, dress in drag uh, and do the, the thing. That's part of the tradition. So, yeah, you might be on oh, right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey. Maybe that's oh, how it started. It's
3: quite quite interesting. A little gender bender back back in the Puritan time. I had never heard of that. Mm. Hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, it's always interesting, that's all.
3: <laughs> all right.
2: So, anyways, uh it says here in seventeen eighty nine, Congress held session on Christmas Day. <gasps> We'd never do that today. That They, actually, they now. usually take like a month off, don't they? Uh
3: huh. Oh, at <laughs> yeah. least, at least.
2: Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, it's all kind of cool. It's a little stuff we didn't really know about our history. Nor should we, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't know where I regress. So, so, and I, let me ask you this, Stephen, because you you grew up w- what religion? What was your your religion of birth? Church of Scotland. Church of Scotland, which is is Protestant. it like a bit evangelist or
1: no? It's Protestant. It's a Protestant. So religion. it's like
2: in it, 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 yeah, what the hell are they? Uh, like the Church of England?
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I know it's different, but yeah. No, no, no. It is pretty much the same.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, we only get 30 seconds, but uh, anyways, I guess we'll have to wait for the rest of my question. Mm. Anyway. You're listening to, if you're still with us, Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ian Kerrigan and Ron Kolick. And our very special guest is a uh, spiritualist Scottish medium. I can't even talk that today. Uh, Stephen Scott, uh, who is joining us all the way from the Highlands to uh, pass me- whatever. Anyways, we'll be right back after the following messages.
3: And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our very special guest this evening, Stephen Scott.
1: And
2: still a Big yes, silence. Yes.
0: No, no,
1: I'm just, I'm just waiting to see what was going to happen. He's sick his sipping his, his liquor. I don't know.
2: Anyways, oh, Lord. So, so just yeah. before the break, I, I asked you about what religion you brought up. So do they, you must have celebrated Christmas when you were a child, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, well everyone celebrates Christmas, but that's only because it's it's so indoctrinated into society no, 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 and really no, we celebrate I don't...
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get cerebral on me.
1: Cerebro? Look, the X Men's computer. Yes, exactly. So, uh,
2: <laughs> so, how did you celebrate it? That's what, I'm just curious about how you celebrated it. Well, what we it. did
1: was uh, my mother and my mum would, it's, it's very simple. My mother would cook food. Uh, we'd sit down. My mother and my father and my would. What, No, chicken. Uh, Sorry, Ron.
3: Thank you God. Know,
1: the Scottish yeah. don't eat haggis. We import it to people that should know better. Um, <laughs> we export it to people that should know better. Uh, we'll occasionally have haggis to celebrate Burns Night because of some strange, I don't know, primeval urge to remind ourselves that we need to do this. Um, and I like this stuff, I think it? it's delicious, ah. but it's, it's not to everyone's taste. Right. Uh, we've yeah. we've had this conversation before, Anne. You've never tried a good haggis.
3: Uh, if I've
1: you're ever over, stomach. I'll I'll get you a proper one.
3: There's Sheep's. such a thing as a good haggis. Oh yeah,
1: Sheep's <laughs> stomach filled with meat, barley, ah, heart. God. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Uh, um, doesn't get any better does it? Um, Lots of yeah, lots of nice blood in there as well. Swish it all about. Ah. Delicious. <laughs> Hadi. good Hadi. Yeah, oh, good. you know, it's a good haggis when you slice it open and it literally just gushes out. Oh, it <laughs> it's lovely, uh, um, it's like, it's like anyway. same from <laughs> alien, right? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. The only difference is the haggis runs off the table faster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you're uh, awful. Oh, you're
3: awful!
1: No, the haggis has it awful, that's what they put in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I digress So yeah, it, we'd get up, we would open presents um, My mum would start cooking She would cook enough for ten Even though there were only three of us right. uh, And that's, a that's it. job? Yeah, we would watch some television We'd eat, you know, we'd have soup Chicken, you know, trifles Things like that That's yeah. basically it no On fig- occasions pud- uh, hmm? No figgy pudding? Figgy pudding? No, not really No no, my mother liked to cook her own stuff. She didn't oh. make fruit pudding. I, I have a, a particular passion for fruit pudding, not the stuff you guys call um, what was it? Uh, I know you guys get a yeah. fruit cake. Yeah, that looks uh, really disgusting. Yeah, uh, over here, a fruit cake is actually really, really delicious. But over, okay. it just looks terrible. That stuff. You uh, we we watch the baking shows. The Holiday baking challenge and all that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff just looks dangerous. Oh, it is, it's disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah, uh, I a don't proper, know anybody who likes it well, a proper uh UK style um fruit pudding that's been drizzled in sherry for months and just left, oh, it yes, just yes. gonna you know, fester in a cupboard it, it is delicious, it's really good. Mm. um so, but uh, so that that's basically it. And uh, if you're lucky enough to have a family, they would come over. Um, unfortunately for ourselves, uh, we had our, a lot of our families kind of live separate, so we we don't tend to get together too much. So we never had the big family gathering, just very 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 rarely. Um, but every Christmas I would go to my mother's and uh, my mum and dad, and I, w- I would go and see them. So and that continued once I met Vary and we had Caitlin, and we would continue to go. Uh, maybe once every second year and then take a year out on her own. But um, it was relatively stress free. There were no real arguments other than the fact that you couldn't say no to my mother. <laughs> so, you, know, stuffing you. you
2: can't say no to any <laughs> mother, I had to tell
1: you. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. And then she'd try and trick me. I remember a couple of years she tried to trick me with food where uh, I was a vegetarian for a few years and then she, um, she would make me mince. Uh, and serve up like proper meat and think I, I, I would eat it anyway because i couldn't say no yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah yeah that, that i was put in my place so that, i mean that's basically it and uh, we, we don't i don't think there's as many people in the uk that i'm aware of mm-hmm. i could certainly count it on one hand out of everyone i know the amount of people that have a big family get together
2: yeah did you have christmas stockings
1: Mm, we had, my mum and dad used to put up this old, it was a moccasin, was a a, moccasin I love it! <laughs> it was a knitted woolen moccasin that came up to your knees and oh, they used oh, to hang yes. that by the that, front door and fill it full of sweets and things Oh, and, that's different uh, so that when I woke up I would know that Santa's been, we didn't have a chimney mm-hmm. in the house so um I would wake up and I would know that you know Father Christmas has been because he's filled this moccasin. I mean, God help him if he did. He'd probably caught all sorts of disease off it. I don't think it was washed in about. <laughs> <for> <laughs> and my dog that I had, my Samoyed, used to walk about with it in its mouth all day uh, long. Oh, so uh, this, yeah. this thing crawling. This 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 left the table even faster than the haggis. <laughs> if you know, you'd beat it off the floor a few times. It would try and crawl up the wall to get away every Christmas because it knew it was about to be stuffed full of sweets. Um, and it was one of those old, like, proper, woolen moccasins with a leather stitched in at the sole. All
3: oh, um, right.
1: And there used to be two, but I don't know what happened to the second one. And, <laughs> you know, or the first one, I suppose. Uh, you know, all I know is one. One year there was one, and then there was one, and then it just got filled full of stuff. Mm-mm
3: oh
1: god it was terrible. only ever used for that because I remember once uh, my mother told me that I hadn't emptied it properly the year before and there had been an apple left in the toe of it <laughs> oh put in a cupboard oh gross I wondered where the flies were coming from that year <laughs> <laughs> these little black flies kept appearing in my oh, bedroom like, like in a horror movie They're just all <laughs> cultivating congregate at the bottom at the top right of my window mm. <laughs> Where are they coming from? It was this old moldy <laughs> apple in the bottom of this toe. <laughs> but it was okay. She strained it out and rinsed it, and it was all right. Ah, so. I'm sure it was <laughs> fine.
3: That was the first yeah. time it got washed. You
2: know, as long as the dog picked it up, you knew it was okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can remember the year she washed it as well, because it was the first time I realized my mom and dad were quite heavy smokers. It was the first time I realized that it wasn't a brown and black moccasin. It <laughs> <that's laughs> a black moccasin. <laughs> <laughs> because of the toe, the, all the discoloration on the toe it
3: came off. We, uh, oh we oh uh, my God, we a... It has a color.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, as a color, it's not brown. You got to love the seventies; it was a totally different era. <laughs> oh, true, true, so true.
2: So oh, that's how you knew that Santa Claus came up or uh, Father Christmas, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean judging by the state of my moccasin, I was convinced he was an old smelly chain smoking hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Possibly oh. an alcoholic as well, because it used to smell like whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Santa was quite terrifying. Actually, Jesus I think that's sky. why I, I think oh. that's why I found Krampus so comforting as I got older. <laughs> it was no <laughs> the scariest image I had of Santa. <laughs> Krampus was a step up. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I watched Billy Bob Thornton literally bring all my fears to life on screen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's great!
2: Ah, the good old uh, days. Uh, you uh, miss uh, them, don't you, Steve? Yeah, you do. Actually, you really do.
3: Right? <laughs> yeah. Lord, so Krampus is Krampus popular? Uh, I know, like some places, he's he's a big he's a big deal. He's a yeah, big deal
2: yeah. in, in Germany and in yeah. the Slavic countries. Yeah.
1: No, but I'm pretty sure we're going to introduce them to where we're moving to, Moha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just had an election, didn't you? No, it's tomorrow. We're, in fact, we're oh. voting. I'm getting up to vote in about six hours. Ah, oh, good,
2: good, good. Yeah, Steve, told me to keep you awake until uh, so you'd fall asleep during the pause.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No chance. It's, it's nothing to do with us anyway. I mean, how do they vote south of the border, you know, within England? South of the border. South of the wall. How they vote down in King's Landing has nothing to do with us, mm. <laughs> you know. So it's um, no, it's we've we a ridiculous voting system, we've a ridiculous parliament system over here.
2: that. Yeah. So do you do you have like a, a, a are there Scottish Christmas carols?
1: Oh, yee. Um, are there Scottish Christmas carols? That's that's hard yeah. to say. No, I think we have because you had the. You have the Church, the Church of England, Church of Scotland, right. they basically share the same hymn books, so it's the same carols. Yeah. Okay. I was just um, curious. And uh, I've never been to a Catholic Christmas service. Uh, Lucky. I've not had five hours free that day, I don't yeah. think. Uh, yeah. I believe they're quite Those long.
2: are the good old days. They don't have
1: five hours anymore. They're only an hour. Yeah. They're only. I- uh maybe maybe over your way. No, they, I believe they go quite. I mean, I, I, one of my aunts and uncles, our, our family's kind of split fifty-fifty mm-hmm. uh, with that. And I remember just recently, uh, one of my cousins is still—they uh, are Catholic—and uh, they were talking about Christmas. I can't remember how it came up, but yeah, it's still a, two, a good two, two and a half hour service. Oh, yeah. lord! Wow! Yeah, that's just the start. I think it's um, yeah, it's, it all sounds a bit intense to me.
2: I love it. We do. I always do Christmas uh, midnight mass, and it's like freaking awesome. It's mm. all candlelit. You bring the candles. They always uh, they have these great chorus. The guy comes out and sings the uh, uh, Ave Maria. They shut down all the lights in the, the the church, and it gets so freaking loud in there with you when you hear his voice. Yeah, mm. it's it's pretty good experience actually. Late at night when you're half drunk. I mean, uh, when yeah. you uh, <laughs> you're sleepy. You're sleepy. Sleepy. Yeah, that's the word. I'm sleepy. But, yeah, I, I enjoy it though. I, that particular mass, I think, is uh, the the most enjoyable, I believe. of
3: the yeah, year. I can yeah. understand that.
2: Yeah. Our, yeah, I mean, sitting there with priest, the candles and everything, it's part of. It's like community, mercy, really.
3: That's true. Mm-hmm. Our we, uh, our priest, Father Ring, God bless him. I know he wants to get us all out of there quickly, <laughs> but I can't understand a thing he says. He talks so fast. That's I really, don't. He could do, you know, those car commercials at the end where they talk about blah blah blah, blah MSFRV blah blah blah. blah. Yep. That's how fast he talks. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just I don't even know. I can't even keep up with him. Trying to follow along, follow along on all the new prayers and they put in, you know, and with your spirit instead of also with you, and it just messes me all up. And <laughs> I can't even know. I don't know where he is. I <laughs> I just I just stand there.
2: <laughs> I, I actually.
3: What are you talking about?
2: We, i love my my priest he's from ireland he's actually irish and, oh. uh, he's he's not a citizen of the united states he's a citizen of ireland and uh yeah he uh, i love it because he can never say th It's always utters and it's always the d instead of the th <laughs> so that always cracks me up <laughs> that's cute that is cute someday he's going to say th the proper way and and it'll be a christmas miracle <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, one of my my uncles from Ireland, and um, uh, one of the things always just I remember as a child. That that was one of the things I do remember is that it wasn't at Christmas. It was Hogmanay that we went to family, mostly. Mm -hmm. So uh, we 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 would do that. But I remember always always asking my uncle to say thirty three and a third. Well, <laughs> a bastard. <laughs> you know, dirty tree and a turd. <laughs> just really funny the way he said it. <laughs> dirty tree and a turd. <laughs> a dirty tree and a turd. Yeah. And it was just like, a dirty oh. tree and a <laughs> you know what, I mean? uncle? <laughs> I remember constantly getting him to do that. Uh, yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite nasty doing that. But he no, played that. That's great. great. Into it. Hmm. <laughs> Oh God, no, (laughs)
2: whatever. Anyway, we we always had a a Christmas tradition here in our houses. Uh, When my son woke up in the morning, he would always get up and see if uh, Santa came, and then he would ring the Christmas bell, and we'd have to get our asses out of bed. So, oh, bell, bell, yeah, yeah, the bell, yeah.
3: My goodness,
2: my mother made it actually in ceramics. So, (laughs) Mm. a breakable bell. Yeah, well, it still clonged. (laughs) I still got the damn thing, too, somewhere. Anyway,
3: I used to have to wake my children up.
2: You're kidding me. Why would you wake them up? Let them sleep.
3: (laughs) I did. I did. Trust me, I did. (laughs) But I just thought that was the funniest thing. And they didn't start waking us up until uh, they were like teenagers. (laughs) They'd be banging on the door. Oh, yeah. And mom, dad, get up! I'm like, uh, what happened? When you were little kids, you never wanted to get up. It was just really weird.
1: Yeah, really weird. As as was the opposite. I seem to remember Caitlin getting up very early. Oh when she yeah. Was well, but that's then, what think, most normal children do. Yeah. But then she hit about eight and just it stopped. <laughs> it stopped. She just we, we couldn't rouse oh, her. You know, it's, yeah. uh, We could have driven a a, a full. Banned through the through the room and got up. You, you know, she she. I think it was around about maybe eight or ten or something. Uh-huh. It was just really bizarre. You, yeah. you know. So you know, Barry and I are sitting downstairs with all this stuff, and we're not wanting to open anything. And then it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. you know, this this white faced creature like just <laughs> come down the stairs. Is you it know. Christmas? Yeah, that yeah, that's basically that, yeah. It was really strange. You know, I, I can't remember exactly, but it, it definitely there was a switch. It just happened one year,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And But, uh, yeah, it's always kind of odd when that happens.
3: Probably when they hit, you know, when they hit puberty, puberty. the usual. <laughs>
2: yeah, it screws everything up.
3: Yeah, they usually just, they don't care what's happening. It's not going to get them out of bed. But I don't know. Mine were backwards. I don't know.
1: Hmm. I was always excited for Christmas. I just enjoy, I've always enjoyed the concept of it. Not necessarily, I, I don't buy into the origin part of Christmas. Yeah, well, that's that's not important. Uh, I enjoy the yeah. the fact that it was a chance for me uh, to go out, meet friends. You know, what I, 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 God, I'd forgotten about this. Do you know what I used to do on Christmas Day as well? I used to go around to oh, all, all, all the pups, members of my family shit face. say hello. No, not at all. smiled. <laughs> <laughs> no, and walk about all the other uh, members of my family. I'd go around to meet my gran and visit her and wish her all the best, you know, just during the day. And then mm-hmm. I would go, and this is where my mother was cooking. Uh, and, you know, I would go out and visit my aunt and uncle because we all stayed maybe within about a mile of each other at that point. Yeah, yep. So it was really cool. Oh,
2: that is pretty neat. So I've got to ask you a kind of a serious question, I guess. Um uh, you being a, a spiritualist medium uh, the last time I heard. Uh, so you still <laughs> that, right? Oh, yeah. that's good. Can't, can't
1: really switch that one off.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just, I've
1: tried it's over and it, over. and doesn't so,
2: work. At Christmas time, do you find that, that it's more prevalent that, that relatives come through or loved ones come through?
1: Well, what I find ironically, um, I got I stopped doing like private readings and private sittings and all that uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple of years back. One, I was getting too busy at work and I had a career and everything to sort out, but also it was becoming quite uh, it was taking up an awful lot of time. Oh, yeah, and it was becoming far too much of a requirement than anything else. And then also, I wasn't happy doing them because I found that people were just getting a bit needy.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: uh, it, it, it kind of was detracting from me what it, it's supposed to be about. Uh, so I actually got a text. I think it was just yesterday. I was. It was. It was when we were coming back from uh, the peninsula on the ferry, and this text came in. It was somebody saying, "I've just found your card. Do you still do readings?" And I was like, "Oh God, no!" Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's this time of year. Mm-hmm. I think everyone. The danger of the great thing about Christmas is there is a huge pressure on everyone to be happy. Let's not also forget that Christmas is also a time of year when there's also a lot more suicides than any other time of year. People feel very lonely. People feel very lost. And all they're doing is looking... People are looking for answers to questions, very often questions that they don't want to answer themselves or they can't face themselves. So they want to... I find that when I was doing... Those types of readings and stuff. That it was almost like I'm going to defer the responsibility for what I need to to do onto someone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to go for a reading and see if I get a message. And uh, I gave a lady a reading once. It was about four years ago. And what I noticed was, she said to me, says, you're the you're the sixth person I've been to this week." Oh, sixth, sixth, no. Oh. At the time, I wasn't really taking anything for readings. It was just, you know, I, I went to her house. I said, "Just cover my petrol," and, you know, I bought a burger on the way up. So just cover that, and that's fine. Let's do your reading. Mm-hmm. And because she she lived thirty miles away, <laughs> it, oh it wow, close. It was quite a distance to travel. But she was You're she a good was man, Stephen
2: Scott.
1: Well, yeah, I used to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better, <laughs> but uh, and I went and visited her and. She had been to see so many people. Right? One person, she I, I think in that week, she she indicated that this was the sixth one. And that must have cost her about £15, pounds, which is the equivalent of about 20, 20 bucks, roughly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? The first one she went to cost her £120. Pounds, oh, my God. Which is nearer $160. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was the first one. The second one sad. was about £100. Pounds. And yeah. then the rest were about 50 pounds. And that first one was for 40 minutes with a very famous, well, I'll use the term famous and, you know, uh, you know, two fingers of famous, you know, apostrophes, uh, <laughs> individual, someone who's well-known within the kind of field. Mm-hmm. And they didn't tell her what she wanted to know. They didn't tell her what she wanted to know. But she was looking for people to give her answers to questions that she didn't want to ask. She said, "I'm not going to say. I'm not going to answer anything. I'm just wanting to talk to me, and that's that's very difficult. That's dumb. I know, but what she was wanting was she was just looking for reassurance. Ron, she would have been better placed taking her money." You know, and going out and doing something positive with it. See if, if, if she was looking for something, and she didn't want to divulge to me what it was. Now I didn't give her answers; I just mm-hmm. told her what was coming through, what I was picking up. And she was quite pleased with what I gave her. But I knew when I left, it wasn't what she was looking for. She had one thing in mind that she was wanting a, a, an yes. answer about, yes. and mm. she was closing down the entire message because until she got that one thing, she wasn't really wanting to be open to anything else. So any inroads that spirit could have given to try and break down the barriers to get information through me to her were being closed. But And I, I could tell it was all to do with her husband. It was her husband who passed away and all this kind of stuff, but I couldn't get that through to her. But at the end of the day, all she was looking for was a little bit of reassurance that life's going to be okay. Right. But ultimately, a I medium mean, can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. That's down mm-hmm. to you. Right. right. Any medium at any point can only give you a message based on what's happening In that moment, in that instant, you can then go away and decide to make a choice that completely changes that. Mm -hmm. And that's Uh, why I say there's a big difference between giving an honest, earnest spiritual reading and uh, doing fortune telling. That's completely different. Or Oracle work where you're trying to give people guidance on their lives. That's different. Fortune Fortune telling is very, it's almost impossible because there's so many variables. But oracle work and guidance to help people make informed choices on how to move their life forward in a positive way is something completely different. That's not fortune telling. Right. You know, I mean, I could say to you and, you know, spiritual counseling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, spiritual counseling is, again, completely different. That's that's for you. That's for the soul. That's to keep you, you know, feeling safe within yourself. Spiritual counseling so that you can grow as an individual. But uh, I could say to Anne, she's going to meet a man tomorrow who's going to change her life. Yeah, really? really? Well, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You could. Yeah, that, That's fortune telling. But mm-hmm. yes, the very fact, this is, the, we're now getting into the Matrix stuff. The very fact I've told you that means that you're now going to be more aware of a man. and that tomorrow somebody might bump into you and say something oh I'm sorry I was just going this that and the next way you know and I'm looking for directions and then you point across the road and you see someone you've not seen for years and you meet an old school friend and Uh you'll think oh my god that's what Steve was talking about this is a man who's changed my life because I've met Uh somebody Mm no it wasn't it's purely it's serendipity it's pure Mm -hmm.
2: yeah but in a a way it it did you know you're right you made them
1: more aware yes but only of a man but what if a friend was a female
2: yeah, but I mean that's. But that's knows? not predicting
1: the future. Lord works in mysterious Man, anyway. ways. Yeah. No, <laughs> de- that's the thing. De- depending on your religious beliefs, your yeah. life's already cast and set out before you. Uh I don't believe you can't that. Can't change that's your future. Like- oh, you can. every, yeah. every day you
2: make. Never mind. We won't get into that. That's a long <laughs> philosophy one. Which yeah, that's, we don't this have is a whole time.
1: different of philosophy. Yeah. There are a lot of religions out there that claim that you're in charge of your own destiny, but your ultimate fate is written. Mm-hmm. See, I, so if if you're going to be a successful radio star, if you're going to run We all know court, we're going
2: to die, yeah. so that's our ultimate fate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but There's of course... You know, we, you, you talk about, you know, you get people that, that go to you and they don't want to give you any information. They, and they make it difficult sometimes to, to do a, a a good reading for you. Uh, they, they're non-believers, but yet they go to these things. But I always there's always stories of people who go on the, under those circumstances and end up believing them by the time they, they left. Yeah, you know,
1: I've always said to people is that if you come for a reading, and I say something, and it's not right, you need to let me know. Mm -hmm. And also, if I say something, and it's correct, it's nice to let me know. Because otherwise, I'm talking into a vacuum. Now, eventually, by talking into a vacuum, I am going to start losing confidence in what I'm saying. And as soon as that happens, everything starts to break down on my side, because I then start to doubt what I'm doing, because I'm not getting a reaction from you, Mm -hmm. the sitter. So, if you want to be a closed book all the way through it, and it's just me talking, 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 you may as well have asked me just to write a letter.
2: Mm. Because, anyway
1: that to be feed.
2: That was a doorbell, which means Krampus is here, so we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen, if anybody wants to uh, get in
1: touch with you, how can they? Hey, it's still there on the WordPress site, StephenWKScott.wordpress.com. They can always get in touch through that. Awesome. And thank you for joining us today.
2: But yes. No, it a
3: pleasure. It's great to hear from you.
1: I got to tell you a quick
2: story, though, before uh, we do go uh, We do have a lesson. Hurry. I did a We did a table tipping event, and uh, this woman came in to me, and she says, do you remember me? And no? I says, no. She says, I met you in Salem 10 years ago, and you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> And what had happened, she had gone there, and it was an event I was doing. The, the tickets were 150 Her and her son went. They were just looking for something to do, and they wanted to see Casper. So they went to this event, and I forget whether we were doing automatic writing or something, but something came out, and I said it was for her, and it was all true. So she left the event in about an hour and after paying $150 for these tickets. And uh, I so so scared of that that uh, she followed me for 10 years and finally had enough coverage to come. So she and her friend went to this table tipping thing. And uh, her friend was a total non-believer, didn't believe in it, but she just went with her. Well, the table came through for the friend, and by the time the night was over, she was, like, all excited about it and wanted to know next to Ben. So some things happen for a reason. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Oh, you left that went pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that, was an, that was an epiphany.
3: <laughs>
1: I guess. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just going to get this countdown on screen. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs>
2: oh, I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we got to go. Now let Creole all... To all my Gaelic friends in Scotland. <laughs> okay. And, uh... Everybody's in in the U.S. Merry Christmas and thanks yeah. for listening tonight. Thank you once again, Stephen. Yep. Good night. Thank God bless. Thanks, pleasure.
3: Stephen. Good Merry Christmas, all. everybody. Because I'm not going to be on next week. Love you all. Good
2: night. Oh, and there we go.